Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's time for our monthly citizens' information slot. And this month we're looking at returning to work post COVID restrictions and that deadline of October 22nd fast approaching. George Ford is Information Officer with the South Munster Citizen Information Service and George is based in the Fomoy office and George joins me this morning. Good morning to George. Good morning Patricia. And you're, you're welcome to the programme. Firstly, are you open for drop-ins yet at Citizen Information? Are you still doing your work over the phone? Yeah, we're still providing our service mainly by phone, but we're also seeing people face-to-face by appointment when in circumstances where it's not possible to deal with the issue over the phone. So we just ask that people give us a call first and we can arrange an appointment if they need to see us face-to-face. OK, but ge- generally speaking, you've been operating quite well over the phone, though. A lot of the issues can be dealt with over the phone, can't they? Yes, so we're dealing with a lot of them over the phone, the majority of them really, um, and it saves people travel and expense that way, so it's been working quite well. Okay, all right. Now, we know the October 22nd is the date uh, where the government has said people can return to the office. Are there specific measures that an employer needs to put in place for when the employee returns to the workplace? Um, Yes, employers must take reasonable steps to provide a safe workplace for their staff, So the employer has further obligations now under the new return to work safety protocol, such as appointing a lead worker representative, updating their health and safety policies and sending all employees a pre-return to work form to fill out. Now, what's the pre-return to work form? What What do we expect that to contain? Okay, so the form should ask employees to confirm that they have not had any symptoms of COVID-19 in the past 14 days. Uh, that they have not been diagnosed with COVID-19 in the past 14 days and that they have not been in close contact with someone confirmed or suspected of COVID-19 in the past 14 days and that they are not restricting their movements or self-isolating. Now, the big question, the vaccination. And we know the majority of people have been vaccinated, but we also know that there are a small proportion of people who haven't been uh, vaccinated. Do employees have to tell their boss if they're vaccinated or not? Um, uh, So in most cases, an employee does not have to tell their employer whether or not they're vaccinated. Um, Guidance came out from the Data Protection Commissioner's Office stating that in general there's no legal basis to collect or process an employee's vaccination data. Now, the only kind of exception to that is that might not apply to employees who work in high-risk settings such as frontline workers. And in that sort of situation, an employer could collect data related to the vaccination status as a necessary health and safety measure for hospital staff and people like that. 
Okay, and what about workplace exposure then to COVID-19? Yeah, so under the work safety protocol, an employer is expected to facilitate at-risk or vulnerable workers to work from home where possible. If that is not possible, an employer must ensure that at-risk workers are preferentially supported to maintain physical distances of at least two metres. Okay, so you've got to look at the office and make sure that you can give somebody a desk where, where they're two metres away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we've heard of, and we get calls every now and again in about people who are really nervous about returning uh, to the office and returning to the workplace. What if an, an employee refuses? Okay, so I suppose in the Citizens Information Service, like we have a lot of experience of advising both employers and employees. So in that type of situation, the first question that would need to be examined by the employer is what are the reasons being given as to why the employee is refusing to return and whether by working with the employee, the employer can successfully alleviate those concerns. So, but if a person uses the reason, I don't want to come into the workplace because, you know, I'm living with a very vulnerable person and I don't want to bring COVID home with me. Yeah, so if the employee themselves is healthy and is not in that risk, like in an at-risk category themselves, but they're refusing to return um, as they live with someone who is particularly vulnerable, the first thing to assess would be whether that can be resolved by allowing the employee to work from home. Now, where that isn't possible, we would always advise attempting to resolve the employee's concerns um, through good employee relation practices. So a lot of employers would have employee assistance programs for support. Um, the employer also should uh, explain to the employee what the new safety measures they have put in place are. And we'd also be saying, can the employer assay, uh, sorry, explain the basis of the risk assessment they've carried out specifically in the context of his or her unique circumstances um, also, can the employer put the employee in touch with occupational health to reassure them? Um, and are there any additional measures or facilitations that can reasonably be put in place by the employer above and beyond those that are strictly required in order to alleviate and take away the employee's concerns or worries about returning? Yeah, it, it really is down to everybody uh, working together. Can an employer for, force an employee to come back to work? Um, yeah, so in theory, yes. Failure to follow a reasonable management instruction is a disciplinary matter. And yes, in theory, an employer could seek to discipline such an employee. However, in the current kind of exceptional circumstances, we would advise employers to consider a more reasoned approach in those type of circumstances. It's a very new era and not many cases on this kind of topic have come ahead of the Workplace Relations Commission yet. Um, So the Citizens Information Service would assist the employer or the employee to consider other options, such as taking statutory leave, such as a block of carers leave or maybe parental leave, for example. Yeah, I'm glad you said yes, because because I do think there will be some cases, but only time uh, will tell. Hopefully not. Mm -hmm. What if an employee has a sick cert from his or her doctor? Okay, so generally if it relates to short-term absence and the employee is meeting all their normal obligations under the employer's sick sick pay or sick leave policy, the employee should be treated the same way as any other employee on sick leave in that regard. And if the reason is simply just because the person is worried and is anxious about going back to work? Yeah, so employers are supposed to take reasonable steps to provide a safe workplace for their staff and the employer has new further obligations under the work, to work safety protocol. Um, if the employer refuses to meet their obligations under that, the employee could make a complaint to the Health and Safety Authority Now, they should raise their concern with the employer or their trade union first before making any formal complaint. 
And if an employer went on to dismiss an employee because they refused to return to work uh, because of safety concerns and the employee, if they could prove that the workplace was in fact unsafe, then they could then take their complaint um, to the Workplace Relations Commission for an unfair dismissal case. Now, just on the flip side of that, uh, an employee may face disciplinary action if they do not want to return to work in situations where they can't work from home if the employer has work available for them and if they have taken reasonable steps to ensure that the workplace is safe. So they should discuss their concerns first um, uh, about returning with the employer and usually they should be able to resolve the issue without either party having to take any formal action. Yeah, again, it's all back to lines of communication and and talking between the employer and the employee. What about some employees may have a problem trying to access childcare? Um, well, luckily, I suppose schools and childcare facilities are open again. Um, but if an employee needs to take time off work unexpectedly because of a child's illness, if it's a short-term illness, they could be entitled to force major leave under the Parental Leave Act. If an employee is not sick themselves but can't go to work because their child's been diagnosed with COVID-19, and we are hearing cases of that because there has been outbreaks in schools. Okay, so if that were the case, if you yourself weren't sick but you can't go to work because your child or other relative maybe that you care for has been diagnosed with COVID-19, you'd obviously need more time, we'll say, in that situation. So if the employer can't give the employee paid leave, they could ask for statutory leave. So statutory leave would be some sort of leave that is set out in law, for example, parental leave. And employers at the moment, they are being encouraged by the government to provide uh, compassionate leave. Um, but if they can't get anything like capacity lead, we'd be advising parental leave. Yeah, and in and in fairness, I think people have been very good. Employers have been very good around it, and you, you've heard of people taking holidays as well. There's other ways around it. Yeah, so like other options that we go through with people as well would be um, well, we could we'd always say um, check the work from home option. What about altering shifts so that you could coordinate caring between you and a partner or another caregiver, um, rearranging holidays or maybe allowing the employee to take paid time off that they could work back perhaps at a later time. Yeah, yeah, there are, there certainly are. And there's going to be a lot of cases like that with children, unfortunately, because they're not vaccinated. So they are the ones most likely uh, to come down with uh, COVID-19. Okay, a lot of information covered uh, today, uh, George. Uh, Well done to you. If people want more information... Um, yeah, so it would be best to telephone their local citizens' information centre and we'll, as normal, we'd discuss their circumstances with them and make them aware of the various options. Um, and I suppose that's where citizens' information can help. We always discuss and lay out the options and at the end of the day, it's the caller themselves will decide what's the best option for them, but hopefully with our help, they'll make a more informed decision. Um, if they'd like to contact us in our North or East Cork offices, the phone number is zero eight one eight zero seven seven nine seven zero for Fromoy, or if they want to contact Mallow, the number is zero eight one eight zero seven eight thousand, or the Citizens Information Service in West Cork is available on zero eight one eight zero seven eight three nine zero, and of course, if they want to have a look at our website first, that's just citizensinformation.ie. And there's a lot of good, useful information on there as well. Huge amount of information. We're, we're big fans of the citizensinformation.ie here, I can tell you. You answer more questions for, for our listeners on your website. Uh, listen, thanks a million uh, for that, uh, George. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning to you. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.